0: The Time Off podcast, if you're not aware, has been evolving into a book. And when you are writing a book, you're gathering a lot of material in your research. And uh, some of that content's not going to make it into the book, but it's still really fascinating. And so we want to leverage that and, and share it in this podcast, because even though it may not make it into the Time Off book, it Is still helpful information that we'd like to share with you. So aside from the conversations that I have on the podcast with guests, I'm going to start sharing snippets that we discover in the process of writing the book. And these podcast episodes, again, won't include a guest, but will be a curation of interesting topics relevant to those of us who appreciate the many forms of time off that keep us rested, creative, and just interesting people. And also today I'm going to share a few recent announcements around time off in the food industry that are really interesting and exciting. But before that, I want to mention the new action guide that we just put up on our website. This action guide is called the 10 Ways to Find Time Off. It's a highly actionable guide that profiles 10 people we really admire. And I'm going to read one of them right now. This piece of actionable advice comes from author Martha Beck. And this is one of the 10 in our new action guide. And Martha's advice is to take a minimum day when you're feeling burned out. Here's a quote from her about a minimum day. She says, it took three minimum days to get me back to something like normalcy. It may take you one day or five or 10, This may feel exorbitant to you, minded to me, but in my mind and heart, I believe humans were to sleep when it's dark, to watch the wind in the leaves and to nap in the heat of the day. We long ago lost this natural pattern. Minimum days help take back a bit of what we forfeited by becoming work and clock obsessed. Again, that's from author Martha Beck. We've all experienced burnout in some way. And that's something I don't wish upon anyone in the cases that I've been burned out a lot around your personality and mental health starts to decay. And burnout is a big part of the time off project because we've been studying the many methods for avoiding it and they're not that difficult. So if you feel like you're running on low, Try giving yourself a day to do minimal work. That's a minimum day, as Martha puts it. And instead, prioritize rest and idleness. Unplug from the chaos of life and work long enough to do whatever calms you, whatever allows you to recharge. Tonight, or maybe some night soon in the future, you can choose to wind down and prioritize sleep rather than finishing that project or answering the remaining 20 emails. And when you actually prioritize your health, it's interesting how you end up doing your work faster and better anyway, when you're rested. And I found that everything tends to work a bit better when you stop pretending you're a robot. And sometimes because we're not a robot, we need a minimum day to rest. So take a minimum day when you're feeling burned out and choose intentional rest and recovery instead of burning out. Now, that's one of 10 examples in our new action guide. The rest of the guide includes people like Warren Buffett, Richard Branson, Tiffany Schlain, Ariana Huffington, and Cal Newport. And their perspectives on slowing down, working more calmly. And you can go to timeoff.com. Book.com to read about our book that we're putting together, but then also get the other nine pieces of actionable advice that I didn't get a chance to talk about. So now I'm going to update you on three pieces of news that are promising and a good thing in this world of busy and overwork. And the first is, and we just mentioned this in the action guide and Martha Beck's advice of taking a minimum day that that that's addressing burnout and burnout is now a legitimate syndrome according to the world health organization and burnout is included in the 11th revision of the ICD, which stands for the International Classification of Diseases, burnout is now considered an occupational phenomenon. And they elaborate on what they mean by burnout syndrome. They say burnout is a syndrome conceptualized as a result from chronic workplace stress, stress sorry, chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed it's characterized by three dimensions. One, feelings of energy depletion or exhaustion. Two, increased mental distance from one's job or feelings of negativism or cynicism relating to one's job. And last, third, reduced professional efficacy. So that's what they classify as burnout syndrome. I like that in the definition it talks about chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. I think in the management side is where we have a lot of exciting opportunities and some of the ideas we talk about here on time off. And this new classification in the international classification of diseases won't take effect until January 2022. But hopefully with this new announcement, burnout will continue to be recognized as a serious health issue. I think it already is, but now that there is a standard and a organization like World Health Organization involved, it, it is a signal for me that the World Health Organization and leaders, people of influence, are, are now embarking on the development of evidence-based guidelines on mental well-being in the workplace. So this is, to me, a great first step, which is acceptance and identification of this thing called burnout, which we all know what it feels like. But now that on a global stage, it's being considered a legitimate classified disease that we will work collectively on addressing it. So I think it's an awesome step in in the right direction by recognizing that there's a lot of people burned out in workplaces, and we have a lot of cool time-off strategies to help manage it. So next, I'm going to talk about time-off as applied to the restaurant, food, and hospitality industry. And this is really awesome because, as I've shared a lot about time-off on the podcast, but also... Some early test readers of the book, some people that work in the hospitality or food industry feel trapped sometimes because they say, oh, that, you know, that's not how things work in our industry. We have to be there all the time. And please look into how that may change things. And so I keep that top of mind in our research. And there's two recent updates in the restaurant industry that I felt deserved a spotlight because I think they're really promising. And the first one is that Shake Shack, which is a very successful sort of fast food restaurant, it has been experimenting with a four day work week. And this isn't only because it's a nice perk to offer employees, the leaders at the company see it as a strategic move. And here is a short clip of their leader talking about their approach to this.
1: The economy, the job market is really hot right now and no matter what industry it is, people are having uh, trouble keeping people. How are you handling that? The fight for talent is fierce. I've never seen it be harder or more expensive in my whole career uh, in the restaurant business. So you have to do a number of things. You gotta create a place where people believe in an ethos that team members want to work for. It's got to be comfortable, it's got to be flexible, it's got to do things like the four-day work week. And it's just important for us to be diverse, inclusive, that's what makes the best thought, the best teams, and a place where people want to stay. The four-day, 40-hour work week that you guys started, you're just trying trying it out, and how's it going? I grew up in the restaurant business since I was 13. The days of the restaurant business have been, look, you work really hard, you're never home, We work six, seven days a week and 12, 14 hour days. And lately we've started challenging that notion. And in some of our West Coast shacks, we've started testing a four day work week. And for a team member who is working in the restaurant, that's significant. That's a major radical change in their lifestyle. So this is absolutely something we hope will lead to a better retention rate over time. That's what we're studying. It's what we're measuring to see if it actually does.
0: So that's a big applause to Shake Shack for trying to break the mold in the restaurant game. So they're continuing to test out the four-day work week. And that was a clip from Yahoo Finance. They had a video online reporting on that update. And you heard from the Shake Shack CEO, Randy Garudi, on their approach to this four-day work week. And I I really like that he talks about further in another clip that it's the right thing to do because restaurant workers are often overworked and has an impact on their families and therefore their work culture because we're dealing with human beings here. So that is the first piece of news I wanted to share around, uh, around the restaurant industry addressing Their workforce being overworked and experimenting and trying new models out. And I wish them well to find a balance of economic activity and providing rest to their teams. We have one more restaurant story around being mindful of time off. And that involves sweet green. So sweet green is a healthy fast food. Yes, I said that even though that used to be a mock- oxymoron. Sweet Green is sort of a Chipotle-a Build-your-own salad spot that's been rapidly growing and successful. Sweet Green is giving employees 5 months of parental leave. And this new policy is for new parents. And they offer something that other companies like Starbucks and McDonald's don't. So, yeah, they announced that employees are now entitled to five months of parental leave. This ranks in one of the best parental leave policies among major food brands. And at Sweet Green, mothers, fathers, adoptive parents, foster parents, and others with new additions to their families will all be eligible And a Sweet Green representative reported that the policy will cover both restaurant and corporate employees full-time and part-time. And they feel that it's their responsibility to lead the way, given the United States is one of the few countries that does not mandate any paid leave for new parents. So this is an amazing pioneering moment for a new, exciting, fast food, well-known brand to be more mindful of time off for people. I also curated a clip of one of the leaders at Sweetgreen talking about this.
2: You know, it's just something as we're growing and evolving, we, we felt was really important. And it's actually something we, we released in January, company-wide, but didn't really talk about it much and didn't announce it. And after just seeing how positive the um, response was from our team and how much it meant to them, you know, we decided this was something that really should be happening throughout the industry. So we really wanted to share the story and the policy and really how great it's been. Is this something your employees have been asking for, or were you trying to get ahead of the request and really set the precedent for other tech companies as well? You know, we're constantly thinking about how we can make the team member experience better and invest in it. And that means a lot of things, and benefits is one of those big buckets, and it's Definitely something we heard from our team members, and you know we listened, and it's made a huge impact. And as we think about our growth and really just taking care of our team members and our family, we wanted to do right by them, but also give them, uh, make them um, feel really good about working at a company that values these kind of things. And we you know, there's nothing harder than having a full time job and having a family, and we wanted to really make sure that we supported our team members.
0: That clip came from a interview conducted by Cheddar, the media company. And the gentleman speaking was Nicholas Jamet. He's a co-founder of Sweetgreen. I think it's amazing that they rolled out this new policy for their, I think they have a, their team is now over 3,500 people. And so they're looking after a wonderful culture and giving meaningful paid time off for individuals starting a new family. I love the humanity in that. And hopefully Sweetgreen, who's also been motivating the industry with healthier fast food, is also influencing the restaurant industry with providing healthier work cultures and some meaningful time off. And that's all I have for this episode was to talk about burnout becoming a new recognized syndrome by the world health organization so that other entrepreneurs, other leaders like the two we just heard in the restaurant industry can think of new policies and approaches to provide meaningful time off for their workers so that when they are back on They're rested and not burned out. And an additional reminder to go to timeoffbook.com to get your 10 ways to find time off action guide. I appreciate your attention. Send us questions. You can do that on our website and I will address them on future podcast episodes. And you'll be hearing more from us with more short updates like this and also long-form interviews with interesting creative scientists and other humans that value a more calm way of being. Thank you.